Shabbos. Get in there, Shabbos, everyone. Shabbos is coming. Here comes Shabbos. A big thank you to our from Friday to Erev Shabbos sponsor, Mendy and Tipper Fishman. Thank you for your generosity. Here comes the siren. That means it is time to turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. Time to be ready. A big thank you again to the Fishmans. We appreciate so much your enormous generosity. A good Erev Shabbos to everybody. We continue beyond Rachachar of Itchemeyer Morgenstern, who has been helping us prepare, helping us transform. Friday is not Friday. Friday is... Erev Shabbos. And it begins with the longing, with the rutzah, with the desire. Do we want Shabbos? Do we crave Shabbos? Do we count down to Shabbos? Do we recognize the significance and the place of refuge, the life-saving place that Shabbos has? And then after the rutzah, after lehiskonein, after the longing, the yearning, the countdown, the anticipation, then we turn to the hachana. Are we preparing? Are we preparing? We shared in our message today, our Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos message that went out this morning, <clears throat> we showed that there is a mitzvah specifically to cook and to get ready on Erev Shabbos. It's a special mitzvah. The Gemara Erevin tells us that Eliyahu Navi won't come on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yantif. Eliyahu Navi, the harbinger of redemption. We all crave, we long for Geula. We want peace, serenity, happiness, health. We want to be brought to Yerushalayim. We want redemption. But the Gemara in Erevin, Dafmem Gimel, tells us that Eliyahu Navi doesn't come on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yantif. Why not? Why not? So the answer is because that's the time the Jews around the world, we are getting ready, we are preparing. We're making a kugel and a challah. We are ironing our shirt or shining our shoes. We're setting the table. We're getting ready, getting a haircut. And because of that, Elio and Navi can't come. And the answer is yes. Because our activity, our preparation, our getting ready is so holy, so sacred, that it cannot be interrupted, even for the geula. The greatness and the holiness of that potato kugel of that Yerushalmi kugel, of those kinedalach, of that chicken soup, of that challah, of putting up the chon or setting the table, that holiness, that sanctity, is worth postponing the ge'ul of the redemption for two days. It's an unbelievable insight. The Mogan Avram writes in Shulchan Aruch, the Mogan Avram in his commentary in Shulchan Aruch, in Reish Mem Tes writes, that you should prepare Shabbos food generously, and that we should cook more than we need. Maybe you say, you know, it's just us, we're alone, we're trying to avoid carbs, let's have two little challah rolls. Make a full challah. Because when Shabbos comes home with us, when the angels return from shul, when the angels descend and come down after the candles are lit, they look. And do they see we're stingy, bare minimum? Or do they see we're generous? Do they see that there's overflowing? Do they see that we anticipate guests or we're happy to have leftovers and continue to draw from that sanctity of Shabbos? And so the attitude, the hachana, the way that we get ready for Shabbos, if you realize that the activity of making that potato kugel is holy activity, shining those shoes, setting that table, setting up the light or the candelabra, it's not mundane or profane, it's not simply a burden and a chore, but it's such a holy activity that Elioah Navi can't come. Then Mashiach does not come on a Friday. Why? We're getting ready for Shabbos. You can't interrupt the getting ready for Shabbos. You see how elevated, you see how sacred and holy getting ready for Shabbos is really all about. It's a mind-blowing idea. So Friday, and soon we're going to change the clock, and it's going to be a short Friday, and rather than feel such a burden, such a rush, i got to cook, i got to prepare, I can't believe I'm doing it again, say, I can't believe I'm doing it again. What a privilege. What a joy. What a gift. What a bracha. What an opportunity. Back into Rav Meir. Don't wait for the sanctity of Shabbos to overcome us. Don't wait for Shabbos to descend on us. 
But we already tap into that energy of Shabbos even during the Vach, even during the weekday. To feel that light, as we've been describing, open the shades, pull back the curtains, let the light of Hashem, the light of serenity, the light of peace, the light of a glimpse and a taste of the world to come in. That a person should get ready even during the week. So that was number two. Number one, long for Shabbos. Just in terms of our priority, in terms of being on our radar, is it something we're excited for? Is it something we count down to? Or is it something we dread to long for Shabbos, number one, to prepare for Shabbos and to see those preparations as a privilege, not a burden, to be excited, to make them fun, to find the joy in preparing. And number three, Sur Meirah. Says Meir, the third area is to become holy, to sanctify. That even though getting ready for Shabbos is mostly about the positive, it's about what we're going to do in the positive, proactive, it's the long for to get ready to prepare for Shabbos. And to add the light to the middle of the week. Nevertheless, we also need the Surmira. Identify the detriment. What do we fall prey to? We give in to anger and frustration, procrastination, envy, arrogance. As we're going to transition from the weekday mentality and perspective and personality, we're going to put on our Shabbos pun and put a Shabbos nakabla. We're going to get into a Shabbos mindset and a Shabbos attitude. Then we need to long and yearn for holiness, not just for happiness, but for holiness. What are the things that bring us down and make us unholy? The things that we say or read or watch the rest of the week. Friday already, we have to wean ourselves off. Not that it's okay the rest of the week. And not that Friday is the only day it's not okay. But Friday, as we're anticipating and getting ready and getting excited for Shabbos, we should already be disciplined in a life of holiness. Try to live transcendent to the taiva. Don't give in to the impulse. Don't give in to the instinct. Don't give in to the drive. Already be rising above it. Because the more that we're contaminated and we're covered by those klipos, we're covered by that external shell. We're covered by that barrier to sanctity. The more layers we're wearing, the more barrier, the more of a shell, the more that's covering us, the more of a peel there is, the harder it is to connect. So we have to peel back the layers. You peel the orange, you peel the onion to get into the deepest central part. So too we have to peel back the layers that cover us. We have layers of exhaustion. We have layers of bitterness, resentment. We have layers of angry and anger and envy. We have layers of frustration. We have layers of impurity, having watched or said or listened or thought or behaved in the wrong way. There are layers, there are barriers between us and Hashem. We need to peel them back. The only way we can access and feel and be illuminated with that light of Hashem is if we are Kedoshim to you. We embrace that charge. We pursue that mission. We live not for happiness, but we begin to live for holiness. What does that mean? Chevra, sit around your Shabbos table this week, family and friends, and ask them, what does that mean? What is the difference between happiness and holiness? And what does a life in which you're living for holiness, not happiness, look like? A life that we live for happiness, you know what it looks like. More money, more fame, more power, more pleasure, more charcuterie, and more sushi, and more single malt, and more fine wine. We know what a life of living for happiness looks like. What does a life of living for holiness look like? What does it look like? 
What does it mean? How do I pursue? How do I achieve it? How does it become an aim and a goal? And commensurate with the level or the degree to which we are disciplined over the impurity and the material world, we can only feel spiritual when we nourish our soul. We can always not only nourish our soul when our soul is not competing at the same time to our nourishing our body. We have to extricate ourselves and we have to be able to peel back those layers. We have to remove the, the shell of tummah, of contamination, if we're going to have a shot at holiness. At holiness. It's hard to find and to live holiness when you're so consumed by happiness. It's hard to live with purity when we are so exposed to impurity. So that's part of getting ready for Shabbos as a Vichemeyer. And we'll, fit, we'll continue with this next week. Is number one, longing, desire. Where does Shabbos fit in our priority list, on our radar? Does our week peak at Shabbos? Or is Shabbos, you know, the bottom? And it only gets started on Motzei Shabbos on Sunday. Where does our week begin? And where does our week end? It's very interesting if you have a Peloton and you work on a Peloton and you look at that calendar because you're trying to get a streak of how many weeks in a row you could work out. So the day Peloton goes through Sunday, it's very interesting. In our mind, in my mind, in a Yiddish mind, the week begins with Sunday. Sunday is Yom Rishon, but not in the Peloton count. So in your count, you, where does Shabbos fall? Is Shabbos the climax, the culmination of the week, the peak of the week? Is Shabbos the, the lowest point of the week? Is it the middle of the week? Where does it fall? We have to long for Shabbos. We have to prepare for Shabbos, and then we have to begin to leave the impurity so the holiness of Shabbos can begin to seep in. Wishing everyone a holy, a happy, and a healthy, the most beautiful, the most halakha Shabbos. Shabbos, Here comes that siren. Get ready, count down. Chavra, turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. Chavra Shabbos, Kodesh. Here comes that siren. Have a great Shabbos, everybody.